Welcome to CruxCast. Whether you're in your car, at work, or at home, we hope you enjoy this interview. And if you do, you can find more like it on cruxinvestor.com. So please subscribe. We caught up earlier this morning with uh, Shashir uh, Podar, who is the MD at uh, Terapati Graphite, TG, uh, listed in December on AIM. Uh, they talked to us about their graphite uh, project in Madagascar, and more importantly, what they're doing downstream in the graphene space um, and you know where, where they've got to and their plans for expansions, global expansion. So if you want our thoughts and opinions on that conversation, you can find that at cruxinvestor.com forward slash club. We can also find detailed company reports and analysis. There's commentary from experts from around the world on a variety of commodities and companies, especially around battery metals at the moment. There are training courses on there to help you with your intelligence process. We've got summaries of interviews that we have done just to save you some time because we know you're busy. And if you want to join a thriving community of investors sharing their thoughts and ideas with each other in a nice, friendly and safe environment, you can join them at cruxinvestor.com forward slash club. I think you'll like it. Shashir, how are you, sir? I'm so nice, Matt, and really nice to see you. I have been waiting for this moment. Have you? You're, you're, you're one of very few who, 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 <laughs> who look forward to this. But uh, thank you for joining us. So where in the world are you? Uh, I'm stationed in Mumbai and, uh, you know, it's been almost more than a year since I last came to London. I mean, I have been visiting London eight to ten times a year every year for the last four years. It's been a long time now. So looking forward to, you know, coming there. Good. Well, yeah. Well, now you're listed there. You're going to have to spend a little bit more time yeah. talking to brokers and investors around uh, UK and Europe, I suspect, as well. So uh, that's that's uh, that's good. And Mumbai, and I, likewise, I haven't been there for about four years so okay. uh, yeah, been a while. But look, today we're going to talk. We're talking about um, your company. So um, perhaps we should kick off with a one-minute summary, and then I'll pick up with some questions after that. Great. So, Matt, graphite and graphene are very special materials. We haven't seen in the globe another material which has a combination of set of properties that these materials have. As an impact of this. Over the last few decades, the importance of graphite and graphene, graphene is new though, the importance of graphite has substantially increased in the globe. Why so? Because these properties actually help us in applications, which would help us reduce our carbon emission, which would help us meet our Paris Accord targets, which would help us reduce our uh, you know, en environment pollutants substantially. We as a, uh, I as an entrepreneur have been in graphite for more than 30 years and uh, TG inherits all this. We have substantial specialization about the entire ecosystem of graphite. And since graphene is the heart of graphite, it's a single atom layer of uh, you know, graphite atoms. That's what brought us in here. Now, if you see graphene, it's basically a substantial enhancement of the properties of graphite. You know, that's what nanomaterials are known for. So, you know, that's what brought us into graphene. And we intend to build a company that will be a benchmark in the field of graphite, graphene and materials technologies. That's what we are building here. Okay, th that's what you're building. What, what have you got? What, tell us where in the world aren't you? Great. So, uh, you know, with this vision, then I started developing uh, the company that we were looking to develop. The first thing we did was structured a company in London so that it has the visibility, the access, the investor base, everything. 
we found which are the best resources for graphite globally, or at least known to be the best. We chose a couple of countries and we landed into Madagascar for many reasons. Madagascar does have one of the world's best. In my personal opinion, it is the best graphite available in the world. And you will find in public domain enough information that will make you understand that what I'm saying has depth. So we have our primary graphite projects in Madagascar. When I say primary, I call it primary because that is the first leg of the value chain. You know, graphite has more than 150 applications. And uh, most of the conventional applications, they can use primary graphite, which would be up to 96% carbon. What comes uh, in the next of our leg of business is the speciality graphite. So that we have in India and the graphene, which also we have in India. Oh, from you know, primary to speciality, there's a huge activity that goes in. And there's a lot of intricacies in that. So we structured that in India. So we have a speciality graphite project in India. We have a graphene project in India with the technology side. Okay. We should probably do some vocabulary for people just to make sure everyone understands because I think graphene is it's getting the the acknowledgement um, that it probably deserves, um, certainly with the kind of battery thematic, but I'm not sure people are there yet. So um, graphene, graphite, what's the difference? Graphite, if graphite is a book, graphene is a page in the book, right? What that means is graphite is a bundle of carbon atoms arranged in a hexagon and lattice in a planar form. So you must have seen those hexagons with those beads at the end, so many everywhere in the world today. That single layer is called graphene and thousands of layers sitting one on top of the other, making it a you know molecule, that's what is graphite. That's why I say graphene is the heart of graphite. Right, and let's talk about the market. So I'm, I'm going to get this out of the way because there's so many beginners and generalists moving into the mining space that we kind of sometimes forget and we leave them behind in terms of the understanding. So let, let's let's look at the total size of the market today. What is it? Who are the main players? So as far as graphite is concerned, uh, Matt, we have a current world market of about 1.2 to 1.3 million tons. This is across the entire segment, which is kind of more than 150 applications. If I determine the size today or a basket price for all the graphite that is consumed in the world, it would range in uh, kind of $3,000 a ton because graphite sells from a few hundred dollars a ton to tens of thousands of dollars a ton. So as a basket, that is what. So you can understand what the market size of graphite is today. On this, the growth perspective is multi, uh, double digits, CAGR, back on the back of various uh, you know, uh, applications. We all know of the electric vehicles, the fire safety, flame retardant applications. You, know, you have uh, the United States, uh, sorry, uh, the UK really working very strongly on this, uh, on the back of uh, certain incidences which were not so good. On the graphene side, Matt, so graphene, as we all know, is a new material. Uh, and it's been kind of 15 years since uh, we are trying to evolve it into commercialization. And we have substantially reached a lot of feats where it is at the cusp of that. The market size today of graphene, according to various reports, is less than $100 million a year. 
but it is projected to grow to plus of a billion over the next three to four years. So that's the kind of uh, ecosystem we are working in. Right, and who are the main producers and consumers? So uh, as far as graphite is concerned, Matt, uh, basically uh, China produces more than 70% of the world's graphite. It has been doing so for the last three decades. It's a big threat in my personal opinion. As far as graphene is concerned, it's uh, uh, still an open world. So Manchester is the heart of graphene developments in the globe. And um, I think uh, globally, uh, it will be a few companies that will uh, take it forward. Coming to players of graphite globally, I think uh, uh, there are a few uh, outside China which are significant. There's a, a company that originates from Belgium. There's a company in Germany who are quite uh, uh, renowned names in this uh, space. And uh, I won't shy away from saying that we as a company, if you Google Therapy and Graphite or Shishir Kodai, you will find N number of articles which show that we are also a very well-recognized uh, company in this space. And with the listing, we are even better recognized now. Okay. Well, there's some background for people. And if they want to discover more, I'm, I'm sure we maybe go to your website or perhaps we, we can provide them with some more information. Let's talk about you. Okay. So let's start with the, let's start with the team. Because before we get into the company and your and your and what you've been doing, I want to talk about the team. Who are you? What have you done in the past that would uh, encourage investors to feel that you're going to be able to make them money? So, in a single word, my most appropriate description, uh, Matt, is that I'm an entrepreneur. I come from an entrepreneurial family. Why in graphite? I have been in graphite all my professional life. So I'm the second generation. My father is one of the pioneers in graphite in India. I worked with my father for 15 years and then came on to this journey in building a company of my vision. Apart from me, Matt, our extended team consists of specialists in various areas. So we have three legs of our business. We have three heads of these three legs who are authorities in the space that they lead. Apart from that, below them, on the second line, we again have very highly trained people for each of the activities we, we are performing. Together, we offer more than 150 years of successful experience in the space we are working in. That's the kind you will not find any other company in the world with. What does that mean? Because the question was, how are you, how, why should investors feel comfortable that you're going to make them money? So, you know, time spent in an industry is one thing. I get, I understand that. But what have you done in terms of creating value or wealth? So, uh, Matt, you know, graphite, it cannot be compared with bulk materials. It is a very niche material. What this experience brings us is the know-how to understand graphite. It is the know-how to sell graphite. It is the know-how to understand what a customer expectation is. It is the know-how how to process graphite so that it is most value accretive. It is a know-how how to develop materials out of graphite and assist our customers in their technical needs. All this comes as a basket. How can an investor uh, kind of verify that what is the impact? So if you see our prospectus or uh, so much information in the public domain, Matt, few things I would like to point out. 
we are the low, lowest quartile capex intensity graphite developer that is established by numbers of what we have created already we are also almost the lowest or possibly the lowest i don't know if there's a chinese manufacturer who could be lower than me but i doubt we are also the lowest quartile opex company in graphite so if you are cost light you understand the markets and customers you can be revenue heavy it gives the gap and that is the gap that meets investors investment expectations that's what we are optimizing okay so you you've been building up for this moment is what you're telling me your chance to shine uh, in the sunlight well so uh, uh, what i would uh, just add on this is that we have shown a lot over the last 3 years prior to our listing if any us you will get enough information to convince you i would say that we have the ability to deliver what we say we want to yeah but, but I, i guess what we've got to get into here is um we've got lots of very clever people come on here but they don't have the ability to commercialize and therefore make money so they are theoretically and technically very competent individuals in a lab and now we're in a setting which we've got to at scale commercialize this so maybe let, let's try and understand what you've been doing for the last 3 years because you just went public in December here in here in yeah. London right but you've had yeah. 3 years in a private contact so let's talk about what you've been doing in that in that 3 years so 3 years ago 2017 what did you set out to try to do let me go from the latest achievements back to where we started right we are selling graphite for the last more than a year and we are selling to a customer who we started to sell from the day one till today so we have consistency of belief of a customer we have shown that we can produce we can sell we can meet the requirements what they expect as a result we are receiving revenues we are uh it's it's small mat we have a 3000 ton plant which is a very small plant uh, you know we are gro- growing almost uh, 27 times of that and uh, that gives us a top line of uh, kind of 2 to 3 million uh, us dollars we have an indian plant which uh, uh, manufactures very high end sp- flame retardants which gives us another top line of about 2 to 3 million uh, this year it would be kind of 2 million dollars uh, so uh, you know imagine a resource based company which starts from scratch in 2017 is producing selling getting uh, revenues making operational margins before it is listing how did we do this let me take you to the journey behind this in madagascar we have two projects one was a green field second was a brown field that we acquired a very old operation we rebuilt that project immediately on acquisition and started producing the capacity of approvals it had that is 3000 tons that started giving us revenue this showed uh, this gave us the opportunity to prove our abilities and we are doing that consistently with success in fact matt i would like to point this out throughout the pandemic we were operating in madagascar you will seldom find companies who have been able to do that i'm not saying that we had no impact we did have all the difficulties we worked with it we conquered them and continued our operations 
On the uh, speciality graphite side, I talked about the primary. We built our first 1,200 tons, very specialist flame retardant graphite plant and commissioned it about one and a half years back. From that, Matt, we are se selling uh, trademarked uh, flame retardant expandable graphite composites. We have approval from uh, European customers. We are selling to a lot of Indian customers. We are selling to a few other Asian customers outside India. And we are making good money out of it. Similarly, on the graphene side, Matt, while we have been able to manufacture graphene in a new novel process, which is a zero chemical process, it's unique. Uh, I haven't heard of a process that has developed to the stage of commercialization, but it is non-chemical. The samples of graphene have gone world over. I would like to mention one. We did a project with University of Manchester from their composites department who were uh, intending to manufacture or develop a, a new composite of polymer and graphene, which is uh, a self-healing, recyclable polymer. They used graphene, to my understanding, from about five to six sources. None of the other graphene sources could reach the composite they were looking for as far as the you know, end properties are concerned. With our graphene, they got a composite which not only met their expectations in the end product, but exceeded them you know, hugely. Information about it is available. I mean, it's a uh, public information. So what I'm trying to say is, while the two legs of our business, which are commercialized materials, we are developing them very strongly. We are working on the advanced materials side, and we have shown that we have the ability to give a product which can be acceptable, can be commercialized, and we are now at the cusp of doing that. So, how, which is great. Thank, thank you for explaining that. I, I guess the market is listening because you're, let's say, let's call it 80 million pounds market cap, right? From yeah. between four and five million, um, are we pounds of revenue or dollars? Uh, it's uh, dollars. Dollars. Okay. Right. Okay. So, so let, let's yeah. let's be generous. We'll call it four million pounds of revenue. So an eighty million market cap. So the market's listening and, and is expecting the the the, the world of uh, graphite and graphene to take off. So that that's good news. How do you show how you're going to move from where you are today, which is let's face it, really small. Let, let I, even kind of pilot phase testing yeah, your yeah. abilities to, to mine and on the technical side produce graphene, right? How do you show significant growth? Because you're in your presentation, you're projecting hockey stick type growth for you between now and 2025. So how does that actually happen? So uh, let me first uh, talk about significance of the revenues we have today. Will you find another company which is similar to ours, maybe in a different product line, which is just three years young or four years reaching, has any revenue whatsoever, has set up the entire base and is developing and is producing and is selling and is expanding. You would not find one. I haven't come across one. Having said this, if you see our plans, we planned a modular development of our entire business. The reason we did that were many. A few I would like to share is that the ecosystem of graphite as a material is very important to understand. 
It has market barriers as far as users are concerned. It has, uh, you know, a qualification period. It has a growth period. We planned our development according to that. Now, whether we will be able to deliver the growth, you know, our first plant that we built, the 3000 ton plant, we built it in six months, man. It's recorded, it's stated in our prospectus. The second plant that we are building out of uh, IPO proceeds in Madagascar, that was supposed to be a 6,000 ton plant. Because of the market conditions, we upgraded, we redesigned everything, and now we're building it to 9,000 tons. And from our IPO, in about five to six months period, that plant will be up and running. So we are proving ourselves second time. Hereafter, we are building a, uh, four uh, modules of 18,000 tons each, which are optimized uh, uh, based on, uh, you know, uh, the design, etc. It's an optimized size of module. As soon as we finish the 9,000 tons module, we will start construction. We have everything in place. We have the projects, we have the resources, we have the people, we have the markets, which are very vital. And we have the access to capital we need for it. I mean, you know, as a company. Similarly is planned our downstream side, the specialty side, graphite side, and uh, the graphene side. So I'm sure, uh, pretty sure uh, from my side that we will deliver on our plans, which we term as the medium-term development plan. Right. Entrepreneurs excite me and scare me in equal measure. Not, nothing is impossible to, to an entre entrepreneur's mind. Um, yeah. And I appreciate the way that you've gone about um, monetizing your testing period. But you're now in the public domain. People are yeah. going to expect you to behave in a certain way. Your studies mm. are going to have to be done to a certain standard. And do you yeah. think that's going to slow you up somewhat? So uh, this is one of the part of the preparations we were doing prior to coming to the list, Matt. So we have external validation of the basics. From where? It's SRK. So SRK is our um, consultant and we have re-engaged with them for the next phase of our exploration. That was one of the announcements we made recently. SRK is a name that I'm sure every person in the uh, you know world understands uh, if they are exposed to investment in resource. Uh, they are one of the best in the world. Uh, simultaneously, another vetting that we have, Matt, is from our end users. Imagine a young company like us is a preferred source for a UK-listed FTSE 250 company. We announced this. We've been meeting from, you know, two years back, we were not supplying our graphite to them because we didn't have it. Today, we are meeting substantially their requirements at different locations. So that itself is an external certification, I would say. Our ability to produce and sell, get the money, is an external certification, if you like. Similarly, the, uh, you know, uh, the markets that we've developed for our plain retardant graphite. You know, another announcement we made a few, a uh, couple of months back is that de we developed technology for manufacturing of foam used in railway sleepers. Now, which uses our graphite composite as an ingredient for the flame retardancy. Imagine we don't even only have the ability to uh, you know, develop the graphite for it, we have the develop, uh, ability to develop the entire foam technology. And that has been approved by none other than Indian Railways. And that approval comes through certification from European labs. So, you know, 
if you go deep into our ecosystem that while we have the formal SRKs in place, we have so much underlying. You ask me questions and I can convince you that we can prove our capabilities. Okay, so you can prove the capabilities technically. You, you've got one sort of cloud overhanging you though in the shape of you know, synthetic products, which you know, obviously that's a going to be a restrictor in terms of your ability to um, charge what you'd like to be able to charge because that, that, that kind of creates a ceiling for you. So how do you, how do you deal with that? I and mean, what's your view on the synthetic products versus your own? So uh, it, let's understand what is synthetic graphite and what is natural graphite and what is the conflict between the two and how we reach it. 95% of applications of flake graphite cannot be replaced by synthetic, right? Let's come to the uh, ease that's most popular, you know, arena today, the lithium and batteries. And uh, this is something which is a visible discussion around. Synthetic graphite, how is it manufactured? What is the process? What the creator has done over millions and millions of years to convert a carbon into a crystalline form is what we try to do from another source of carbon when we make synthetic graphite. As a result, we use huge amount of energy in making that synthetic graphite, right? If we are talking of green applications like in these, the entire basics of green is gone if you're using uh, synthetic graphite. Having said this, you cannot rule it out. Why? The combination of natural and synthetic graphite has shown to give optimization of properties in the anode of a lithium ion battery. As of today, if you ask analysts who you know, track this, 50-50 is considered an appropriate, most appropriate combination, but enough and more work is going on to bend it towards natural. Why? Because synthetic does create more emission by energy consumptions, first thing. And second thing, uh, you know, uh, as opposed to what you were expecting, synthetic is actually more expensive than natural. So we are not uh, limited by the cost of synthetic. So uh, I must say, wherever natural graphite can be used, the world will have a preference to do that over synthetic. There's only one application where Replacement of uh, synthetic to natural has not occurred, and that is electrodes. We're not working on that. Uh, electrodes will continue to be synthetic graphite for certain reasons, but in due course, let's see. Okay, so at the moment, you've got one client who's buying from you on the graphite. Where, where are they based? Uh, no, more? We have many. I just mentioned one of them because they are a benchmark or a benchmark user. I'm sorry, I can't take the name. Uh, I'm restricted on that. But uh, we have many such customers. This particular one is because they are a FTSE company. So, you know, uh, it's more visible. It's more, uh, you can say, understood. Our customers are around the globe now. We have, uh, okay, let me tell you this. So uh, one of the applications of graphite is in thermal management, right? Which is, again, lesser known. So in your iPhones or in the phones that you use, while you have graphite in the batteries, there is another component which is made out of natural flake graphite. That is a sheet which actually helps dissipate heat generated while, while a phone operates from the point of generation throughout the device 
and then outside the device. This is a patented product developed by an American company. Now uh, other companies are also free to develop that, but we are a source of graphite for them. So we are selling in the United States, we are selling to Europe, we are selling to India and another Asian country. We are spread out. We have, uh, uh, you know, an array of customers. And while we are not only selling our current product, we have created markets for what is coming at the 9,000 through these end users. Well, can you tell me more? Because I, like I said, I, I want to, it's it's very generic what you're telling me. It's it's very generic. Yeah. And I appreciate the yeah. stuff you can tell me and the stuff you can't. But I want more of the stuff that you can tell me because I'm interested in how you achieve this hockey stick curve, you know, because it's a it's quite a rapid growth you're suggesting. So where is it coming from? Where where are those sales going to be? How many people how many of those people in conversation at the moment testing your product are going to be placing orders? Okay, so as of today, Matt, we are selling to a market or we are preferring to sell to more or less 10 end users. Collectively, these 10 end users can consume graphite or do consume graphite much more than the capacity we are building up to our second module. Collectively, they would consume something like about 30 to 40,000 tons of graphite uh, annually, and we are getting to 12,000 tons right now. In the bank to follow is a set of another 40 top-end customers for us who we will integrate as we, uh, you know, uh, develop our capacities. Uh, Matt, you know, uh, you will seldom find a company of graphite which has a promoter uh, or a management which has the ability to knock on the door and enter the, uh, you know, office of the topmost companies in the world which are billions of dollars worth and the you know, heads of their uh, you know, ecosystem of their graphite consumption are personally known to us, each one of them. So you know, we have a bank of 50 top end end users whom we are integrating one by one. As we develop each module, we go to the next batch and we will build the markets, we will build the plants. The ability to build the plants you know, is uh, like every nine months, we can build one plant of 18,000 tons capacity. And we've showed that we've done that. Similarly, on the downstream side, there we have created the markets for the most crucial, which is the flame retardant application of graphite. We already have been in touch with various lithium ion battery uh, manufacturers to get into the spherical graphite space. I have never sold spherical graphite today because we have never made it. It's only made in China today. But uh, if some of our announcements would suggest what work we have done on getting there the right way. So we are uh, getting there. Uh, Japanese are so interested in a source of spherical graphite, which they can rely on and which is non-Chinese. Similar is the situation with European uh, you know, end users like uh, car manufacturers and their battery manufacturers. We are getting everywhere there. All this put together, we are working in a manner that we develop our production capabilities and simultaneously end markets and integrate and grow. That's the ecosystem. Okay. I guess what I'm trying to say is like how you go, what are the points in time? Because I appreciate you're answering me and it's some of the stuff is restricted and some of the stuff you don't 
want to talk about yet because you're in the process of doing it. But I've, I, as an investor, I'm trying to feel, well, how do I go from this sort of small wannabe company, which is kind of part testing? And, and let's, let's be honest, you know, all battery manufacturers are speaking to all producers of battery metals all around the world all of the time. Okay. Yeah. So don't think that's necessarily unique to, to you. Okay. But the fact yeah. that you're on the list is, is, is good. Um, it's a case of how do they, take, and also in a competitive environment, let's remember it's a competitive mm-hmm. environment. Mm-hmm. How do you ensure this kind of growth pattern that you're, you're doing? Because we see a lot of companies projecting, but not delivering. And because it's so far out, very few people come back and go, well, you told us this, you haven't, yeah, you have not done this. You know, there's always a reason why things haven't happened. So what, what gives you that confidence to be able to say that we can take what we've done to date and actually convert that into a commercial operation where we, we I get the low capex, uh, capex, the low opex, which is which is brilliant. And at this point in time, that's probably easy easy to do. When it gets things get bigger, it gets more expensive. So, where's that confidence coming from? Yeah. So, Matt, uh, uh, as far as our structure is concerned, our prospectus specifies the capex required for each of the modules we are developing, right? Obviously, if we were not sure of what we are saying, we would have said that. Now, to answer the first part of your question, let me request you to step in the shoe of a graphite consumer or a a manufacturer of lithium-ion battery or any similar product which uses graphite, right? I am pitching to you I have been producing graphite for the last 30 years. Here are 10 customers whom I have been selling our graphite for the last 30 years on a continuous basis. Here is what we are building now. This is the product that you require. This is how we are producing this product. This is our cost advantage. This is the quality consistency we have delivered. And here's what I offer to you, right? Now you ask every question that comes to your mind as an end user or as the person who's using that graphite and see whether I can convince you. Okay, I want certainty over volume, I want certainty over consistency, I want certainty of price. And I want to know mm-hmm. you're still going to be around in four years time. Well, perfect. Certainty of quality. That I show by the history with the largest and the most stringent end users of graphite, whom we have been serving for decades. If we did not have that certainty, they would not have been able to continuously buy from us for decades, right? But those are small amounts. I'm talking about, I need a, a certain volume and it's a large volume and I want it consistently without any uh, excuses, delivered to me, because that's going to affect my ability to deliver to my clients. So that you, haven't, you haven't done that yet. Uh, well, so I would not say uh, entirely correct. Our, our origin has handled more graphite than we will be in the second stage of our manual. So I have personally in the uh, history sold more graphite that will be uh, uh, annually. That will be the two plants first combined, right? We have that quantity uh, ability. 
The second way I would like to convince our customers is to invite them to visit our facilities, see for yourself. If that's a challenge because of any external ecosystem, we will provide them videos, we'll give them comfort to see to it or see to themselves that we have that. The next point here is, Matt, that no buyer of graphite, if a buyer is consuming 10,000 tons of graphite a year, he doesn't get to a new consumer and ask him to supply 5,000. No, it doesn't happen. It hasn't happened with me ever. Yeah, it's a step-by-step -step approach. That is what we have integrated in our development plan, one of the things. So I must say, the evolution of TG comes from the understanding of the depth of this niche material. And that is how we have structured it. I can tell you that over the last two and a half years, there has been no end user, whatever the size, whatever the quality requirements, who has not said, Shishir, I would like to have, I would like to take a look. Not a single even before we were listed that. So we have a lot of strengths, which nobody else has in the space. You, you look around yourself. There are a few listed companies in London. There are a lot listed in Australia. There are a lot listed in Canada. Do you find any company which has this background that we have? If that is important, whether it insulates a bit on the risk side that comes with no experience, as far as we are concerned, I think you'll get your answer. Yeah, it, it's it's uh, an interesting space because it's a very technical product, certainly when yes. it comes to the graphene components. Digging stuff out yeah. of the ground, not so much. That, that's that's quite easy. Um, but is, but you still got to do it, and you still got to do it efficiently. Um, yeah. I'm obviously Madagascar. We, we've talked to a couple of companies that are operating in Madagascar. It's it's got its challenges mm -hmm. to how are you finding mm -hmm. it. Well, so uh, I must say. I'm very happy that we chose Madagascar. Let me share a few points why. Uh, I haven't come across any history of any disruptions of existing operations in Madagascar as far as industrial or mining operations are concerned. Point number one, in spite of whatever political instability it may have gone through time to time. Point number two, this is the first thing I studied for every country that I looked at, is the mining code. What does the mining code provide? Does it give you enough comfort of regulatory regime that your investments would be protected? I find a lot of comfort. A few points I would like to mention. It is possibly one of the only countries, uh, more so in Africa, which provides you 40 years mining permits, 40 years. You would find 10, you would find 20. At the max, you would seldom find uh, 40. It provides you all the authorities under the code as a permit holder to be able to set up your project. Third thing, the costs that are levied on exploitation. So it has a very reasonable, just about 2% royalty on the products that you come to. So, you know, plus the holding of the permits have very nominal annual cost. Again, this is uh, quite light as compared to other uh, mining codes that I have studied. The challenges, it's uh, lesser developed. There are fewer roads, you know, approach is a problem. How did we come over that? 
we, uh, Madagascar has been producing graphite for more than 100 years now. So uh, we studied which parts of the country has the deposits of graphite. We identified those and then chose the area which is better developed. It has, so our projects you will see is, uh, you know, close to the national highway, which connects the main port and the capital city of Madagascar. It's the most important road in that country. It will always be motorable and it will always be operational. So all this put together, we chose our ecosystem with a lot of diligence and uh, we haven't faced till date any difficulty that could be of any significance. Okay, you're vertically, vertically integrated, which, yes. and I think you're pushing the message and I think maybe it's been ta well taken is you're, you're not a mining company, industrial chemicals company, and you've got that, you've got that rating, right? Because I think if you were, with the numbers you've got today, if you're a mining company, I don't think you'd be seeing the sort of dizzy heights that you are now. Plus you're also in the honeymoon period post your uh, listing in, in London. Do you think that people, do you think your share price is going to settle down a little bit um, until you start delivering some of these numbers into, back into the market? Because your, your press releases are quite dry, okay? Not a lot to go on. So um, let me first tell you, uh, I'm not sure this is not advice. This is my personal thought, independent of my engagement as the head of CTG. And it also comes from our brokers and research notes that are in public domain. TG is substantially undervalued in my particular, my clear opinion. Why do I say so? I must justify every word that I say, right? If I don't do that, I'm, I'm wrong somewhere, right? What is TG building? What is our four-year medium-term development plan and how is it staged? What we are doing in the current year, Matt, takes us to a production level that theoretically would give us top lines, which are kind of five times from what we have today. So we are in one year after listing, getting to a top line, which multiplies five times. And in the next two years, that top line multiplies further into three. You know, that's our medium term development plan. If you see our perspectives, it contains historical financial information, and it also contains operational and uh, financial review, which gives specific analysis of what we have done till that date. The OFR gives every figure to uh, convince you that from the small little operation that we started, in the first year where we were ramping up production, we were not at capacity, we generated more than 50% of operating margins at the Madagascan level. So there's a lot for you to understand what this company is building to. Values are not based on today alone. Values are based on what you are developing as a company. That's one perspective. The second perspective is the material specialization. So the technology side. Uh, you know, uh, there are companies in the graphene space who do not produce any graphene, who have some technology developments ongoing on it, whose values are much higher than our current market caps. If, if more information comes on our graphene side, which I obviously will, 
as we progress, we are very advanced already. And I think until now, markets have not factored in that values in our company's valuations. That area alone gives enough on value perspective. We are fully integrated. The primary, the speciality, even in the speciality, we are not only into lithium-ion batteries, we are into every, I mean, I told you, in your iPhones, there are two forms of uh, graphite that is used. The second form, nobody knows. In your EVs, there would be at least more than two forms in which graphite is used. We make graphite for every application. In your house, if you want to, your house to become, uh, you know, best flame resistant, you will need our graphite products that go into those products. And we will make all those graphite. There's no other company who has the understanding, know-how to make all this array of products. Actually insulates us also from sectoral difficulties. You know, we are not sector agnostic. If tomorrow lithium-ion battery doesn't grow the way it is expected to grow, that doesn't mean TG doesn't grow the way it is planned to grow. TG will still grow the way it is planned to grow because we are growing to a size of about 6 to 7% of our current market of graphite. We are building us into the entire consumption areas. So uh, 6 to 7% size is something that in today's ecosystem, we can surely be able to find markets for and that sets the base for us. This is just the beginning, I would say. That sets the base for us to see what next at the appropriate time. It could be you know, one and a half years down the line when we have traversed half the journey of our medium-term development plan that we look, okay, this is how the markets have evolved. This is how we see things going next. This is the area of our you know, product line that needs more growth than we have planned. It's evolving. We are dynamic. We are modular, you know? So I think the values of TG are still lesser understood. I think uh, there's a lot to transformed into the investor's mind. And there's a lot to see, which you will see step by step. Brilliant, Shushir. I look forward to seeing some of those numbers, some of those contracts, agreements, and growth from you. So stay in touch. Let us know how you get on. So you've got some big plans there. Now we just want to see you deliver them. Thank you very much for your time. I can say as an ending note, Matt, not only me, the entire team of TG is a very committed team, and we will leave no stone unturned in building a company that we will or we have envisioned to build. And I can also assure every person who's involved in the TG ecosystem as an investor, as any form of stakeholder, that TG will always do the right things. And uh, I'm not saying we can't or we can or it's human, but we will always do the right things and we will always do it in the right earnest. We will always build the trust that we as a company should build in every stakeholder. Thank you for listening. If you've enjoyed the interview, why not subscribe to Cruxcast or our website, cruxinvestor.com, and of course, our YouTube channel, Crux Investor. Plus, you can catch us most days on Twitter and LinkedIn. We really love getting your feedback, so please keep it coming, and we'll speak to you again soon.